action sequence start. Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. This is Ignition. Welcome to Ignition, a radio show and podcast for the new evangelization. I'm your host, Dr. Chris Bergwald. And I'm Father Andrew Dickinson. And we want to launch your own efforts to explain the Catholic faith and to invite others to live it. Before we get into today's topic, we want to remind you that we love listener feedback. So if you've got questions about today's episode or ideas for future episodes... We need ideas. Please. We always... No, we don't. Actually... Sometimes we do. Sometimes we do. We've been doing pretty good lately. We have been. Um, two easy ways to contact us. Father? You could email us uh, at ignition at sfcatholic.org. So that's I-G-N-I-T-I-O-N at S-F-C-A-T-H-O-L-I-C dot O-R-G. That's a lot of spelling, Father. Why, yes. Or? <laughs> you could tweet to us at sfdiocese, hashtag ignition, if you're on the Twitterverse. Twitter. Uh, we don't have a, a Snapchat or an Instagram or a, uh, a Reddit or a, 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 whatever else there is these days. Yeah. These kids these days, <laughs> they're social media. Social, anyway. Father, <laughs> Father Dickinson. Gripping. Another gripping, gripping episode of Ignition. Episode. What what great introductions Father and I have. Uh, I'm uh, I, I, the reason I, I have. Excuse oh, me. Oh, I was gonna say where Allow I'm from. Allow me. Oh, Father Dickinson is the pastor of St. Paul's in White, South Dakota, and he is also the chaplain of the Newman St. Pius the Twelfth. Oops. Oh, Oops. dang it! <laughs> but that's why I'm doing this from my humility because proper self-image is necessary. And you're not the first one to canonize Pope Pius XII early. Yeah. So the Pius XII Newman Center uh, at South Dakota State University in That'd Brookings, be a fun ignition episode, Pope Pius XII. That would be good. Okay. A lot of... Scorcher. Uh, yeah. Um, real quick on that. I, I, I've heard it before, but for the sake of my failing memory and the sake of our listeners, why why Pius XII? Uh, Pope Pius XII was the name selected by Monsignor Richard Mahold, who was the first director of okay. the Pius XII Newman Center. He had just come from Rome in nineteen uh, the end of the 1950s, where uh, he had been there studying when Pope Pius XII was the Pope. Uh, this is after the war and uh, was just very impressed with his commitment to uh, the faith and to missionary life and uh, and so chose him as a patron. I think with a great confidence that probably shortly <laughs> afterwards Pope Pius XII would be uh, uh, elevated to the dignity of uh, of being canonized. Which, because kind of we're used to that today, some 60, 70 years later, but at the time it wasn't that common to be well, that Well, I mean, quickly. Pope Pius X was pretty quickly Yeah, named. you're right, you're right. Yeah. yeah. Fair. True, so, true that. Did you just say true that? I did. That's I, my line. I, Chris Bergwald. <laughs> Yes, Chris, Dr. Chris Bergwald, who for 14 years now yes. is the director of adult catechesis and formation, adult discipleship and formation. And evangelization. And evangelization. How many titles do you have? What the? Adult discipleship and evangelization. It's not oh, how many titles formation? I have. Is that formation anymore? No, oh. no, no more formation. Wow. Uh, it's so not you're how many, It's how many different titles I've had over the 14 <laughs> years I've been here. <laughs> hence my confusion. <laughs> and hence your confusion, listeners of Ignition. So Dr. Chris Bergwald, for... How many years actually with this title? Uh, with this, that's a good this question. Specific titles, title, uh, two and a half, I think. Two and a half years now, but fourteen years working for the Bishop of uh, Sioux Falls, uh, first Bishop Carlson, now Bishop Paul Swain. That's right. And now under the title of uh, the, I just totally forgot <laughs> what it was, adult uh, discipleship, discipleship and evangelization. Nice. Yes, that's that's me. 
But actually, that's not me. That's my avocation. It's not my vocation. Actually, that's not who you are, because you are, first of all, a son of God. Yep. By Second, baptism. I don't know if I'd say secondly. We could get really... If I try to enumerate them all. Am I secondly a son of my parents, then? Or, am I, or, or would I sec- be secondly... He who's not willing to leave his father and mother secondly is Secondly, husband of my wife, Jermaine. Yeah, I'd say that because that's more that's a sacramental relationship. Yeah, although it's not an eternal relationship because it's until death do you part. Yes, she's still feeding you a pound of bacon a day. <laughs> she's not trying to kill me. Oh, off. okay. Uh, well, she hasn't wow. a prayer there. Is, huh? but she hasn't what a prayer. What were we saying about uh, compelling radio here on ignition as always? Yeah. So um, we're. <laughs> Today, we mentioned uh, earlier, again, um, feedback. We love listener feedback. Yep. And, and today's episode <gasps> is the fruit what? of that. Yay. It does happen. Thank you. Somebody's listening. Thank you, listener. <laughs> Thank you to our one listener. <laughs> to our dozens and dozens of fans. We, we uh, yeah. Anyway, Father, the you and I have done several episodes over, um, and, and by the way, this is the... 248th episode and you weren't you weren't a part of all of them but you've been a part of the vast majority of them at this point um 240 episodes again we should celebrate 250 somehow we should we could do it all in iambic pentameter (laughs) okay no that'll take us too far afield i can't go there time is short Time is of the essence. Um, if this is how we treat reader question or listener questions, no wonder we have so few. Exactly. So, so, so we apologize. We, we, we've talked over the course of these 248 episodes. More than one episode has been de- devoted to the topic of prayer, but it was brought up anew uh, by one listener from one specific angle um, that, that we want to address in this episode. Um, and so we're going to be talking about intercessory prayer. But Father, I think it'd be good to start by some preliminary points, but you have your can, hand raised. Can I have a pre- preliminary point a pre-preliminary point please that this question was raised via social media yes it was okay okay that's all i want to say therefore no just i mean just letting listeners know that we do like pay attention to things like that we do (laughs) like on twitter yeah or things yep father is very active uh on twitter and facebook if i recall so um all without a smartphone how is he doing? Without, that's true. Father Dickinson, who is chaplain of college students, yep. has does not have a quote-unquote smartphone. But I do have a direct line to the Holy Trinity. Yes, you do. And that's why we're going to talk about prayer. You got to pray just to make it today. That's why we pray. Uh, that's why we have a sound engineer to edit out these. Wow. Yeah. Uh, uh, so again, our now that we've finished the pre-preliminary points, how about preliminary points? Preliminary points, great. So prayer, right? So now uh, the purpose of the question about prayer today is intercessory prayer, asking God for things. Right. But prayer isn't just intercession. Right. And I think that's, um, at least the conversations that I've had over the years, low these many 14 years low. in the Diocese of Sioux Falls, and uh, previously, um this idea that when we talk about prayer, sometimes people get frustrated. Prayer just doesn't work. And behind that is this idea that prayer in its entirety is about asking for things, yep. intercession. When uh, I praise God, he's really praised. It right. works. Right. <laughs> it, that's right. So it's more than just intercession. It's praise and other things. Right. And it, also, too, just to put out, put out there, there's um, some people might uh, think or hear the line that 
to uh, to pray for yourself, to intercede for yourself is selfish. That's not the case. Say more about that. Well, um, that um, when you when you're praying and asking for things, it's not selfish uh, in any sort of way. Um, and so uh, uh, it's uh, couldn't it's, it be? It, well, it could be. I mean, I suppose if you're praying to win the like build jillion dollar lottery, exactly. But what if you're praying to win it because you want to build a new Newman Center for your chaplain? I saw a great, by the way, this is, now we're recording this before the draw, but at this point, I've probably, I've probably already won. January of I 2016, mean, tomorrow, yeah. Yeah. recording it, and tomorrow I'm sure Dr. Bergwald's going to win. And, and so he'll never record dollars. the 250th episode of Ignition with me. <laughs> I saw a great, by the way, speaking of social media, a great Catholic meme, Lord, please grant me the opportunity. Grant me the oh, opportunity yeah. to show that winning the lottery won't ruin me. Or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you can be selfish, but all intercessory prayer for yourself is not necessarily selfish. Right, right. Yep. So it's not selfish just to pray for something you need. I pray for things for me every day. Right. But I pray for things like, Lord, give me faith to move mountains, especially the mountains of my own heart. Yep. You know, or things like that. So, so, so prayer, um, Intercessory prayer, as we'll be talking about more later, is a good thing, a necessary thing, not necessarily selfish, but there's more to prayer than just intercessory prayer. Correct. So just to to talk about them. One, just union with God. Lord, I want to be in union with you. What you want is what I want to do. So that's a great thing, right? Right, right. Right. Also prayer as in worship or adoration of God, uh, to adore the Lord. Uh, like we pray at every mass, we're making prayers of adoration towards him at every mass. Right. And so that's good and necessary. Uh, prayer of giving thanks to God for the good things he's done. Thank you, Lord, for not awarding the lottery to Dr. Bergwald. <laughs> no. Yeah. Uh, and then humility. Thank you, Lord, for not answering my prayer and letting me win the lottery. Exactly. But yeah, yeah. I mean, um, humility. And I want to go back to Thanksgiving. I, I talked with you about this um uh, before we went on the air, just my spiritual director, who we might have in common, I can't recall, has emphasized uh, to me the importance of gratitude, gratitude yep. in prayer. Yeah, um, that, that that ten th- things a day. Yeah, yeah, beginning beginning or at some point in your prayer, being being mindful of the things of the day that the Lord has granted to us, and I think it's a really important thing to do, and and something that we try to do with our our children and our family prayer as well, just to make that part of just our your life of prayer in my, the case of my children from an early age, right? Because gratitude just opens us up to that relationship with our Lord. If there's someone giving, then we pay attention to the giver, right? Exactly. Yep. And so, um, anything else before we jump into intercession? That we just remind about? everyone that you're listening to Ignition, which is a broadcast of the new evangelization. You can reach us with questions about this episode on the power and purpose of prayer, uh, or with other questions. You can email us to ignition at sfcatholic.org, or you can tweet us SF Diocese, use the hashtag ignition. Father, do you tweet somebody or do you tweet at or tweet to? I, I can't remember. I thought it's tweet at. At, okay. Yeah. Tweet. Yeah. You can tweet at us. Tweet at us to your heart's content. Yes. SF Diocese, use the hashtag ignition. If you don't know what hashtag means, You're probably matter. not on Twitter? Probably not. Probably not. So uh, let's move then into- And if you're not on Twitter and you know what a hashtag is, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> it's becoming ubiquitous. Ooh. Uh, but, I haven't, haven't used a big word in a while. 
I feel kind of bad. I mean, like recently you've used Prometheus know, on episode, right? Promethean yeah. and uh, Ubiquitous. And here I am with like nothing. Nothing. You'll come up this with something. You always do. Um, the focus though, what I, the question that was raised was about intercessory prayer in particular and, and sort of to, to get into the topic and, and the nature of the question that was raised to us. Sort of what's the point of intercessory prayer anyway? So, Father, you want to unpack a little bit, maybe the question behind the question? Well, uh, so, uh, yeah, so the question is, like, what actually goes on in intercessory prayer? Am I, am I, things such as, like, am I changing God's mind, right? Uh, if we, you know, and like, we might do something where I have a lot of people praying and asking God for something. You know, maybe someone's uh, sick and ill and so you're asking a lot of people to pray for them. Are we going to change God's mind just simply because more people prayed? Um, you know, uh, uh, doesn't God already know what I want? And so why do I have to ask him uh, for what I need? Um, you know, so how does intercessory prayer fit in with that? Right. I don't know. You tell me. <laughs> I, I thought if I set the table, then you're the one who like lays the food down. You know, I thought that's how it works. And then I'll do the dishes, and you know, we just many hands make light work. So the idea that that we can, um, we there's this sense that was intercessory prayer say that we're doing those things, we're overwhelming him, or we're changing right, his mind. Right. We've if we just if we just sweet talk him a little bit, we'll, or maybe if we maybe if we pray loud enough, loud enough, you know, just turn our prayer volume to eleven. <laughs> and. And, okay, I think there's the reality that sometimes we can try to, we who know better, still try to do those sorts of things. Oh, totally. We uh, we can start to bargain. Actually, I'm going to give you a really bad example. Well, the Psalms bargain. Yeah, but uh, here, I'll give you. Okay, give me a bad example. I'll give you a bad example. Um, Listeners, this is what not to do from Dr. Bergwald on ignition. So Go. I had a rough Lent and Christmas season when it came to my prayer life. Advent and Christmas season or Lent? I do that all the time. Advent, okay. Christmas season. Check it. Thanks. Thanks for the catch. Um, just when it, just inconsistency and putting it off mm-hmm. and not attentive. And and uh, a few weeks ago, I had to give a presentation to parish. And and I, what's what's become clear to me in my fourteen years working for the diocese is, <laughs> um, if if you're not living it, you're not going to teach it very well Ugh, when it comes yeah. to the matters of the faith. And I've seen the the, the reality of of how effective I am in my work f- closely follows how faithful I am in my prayer. Yes. And so in the midst of my, you know, knowing my prayer has been a struggle for me lately, um, I had this presentation. And so, you know, I need to pray today so that I do well. In <laughs> <laughs> so prayer became, I'm going to insert the coin into the machine Ding. and out get crink, my crink, candy crink. bar. So the coin being, I'm going to fulfill my prayer obligation for the day. Yeah. And the result being, hopefully, that I would do well in the presentation. Right. Not the right mentality. No, I mean, there's a certain truth to the necessity of prayer, which I'd like to talk about a little later. Uh, that's something I've noticed with uh, the college students and their outreach. But uh, yeah, just to simply put the coin in to right. make it work. Yeah. yeah. No. No, so uh, and that's that's about prayer in general, not necessarily so much about intercessory prayer, but how we can sort of fall into bad habits, bad bad mindsets, and so with with intercessory prayer, we can sort of have sometimes consciously, sometimes subconsciously this idea like, well, why am I doing? Like, I can't change God's mind. I, I can't. I mean, as you see, He already knows, etc. 
And that's one of the things that uh, the uh, questioner was concerned about is the idea of like, you know, turning God into a fairy godmother. Right. You know, um, by the way, did you see the live action Cinderella? That's a I really did. Good my, movie. my family did. I, I didn't. Oh, I, I saw it with my niece and nephew over Christmas. I loved it. Okay. But uh, yeah, so, but God isn't a fairy godmother. Cinderella right. has one. You don't. Right. And so, <laughs> I mean, you might somewhere, I don't know, but uh, maybe they've just all gone away with the modern world. But uh, God is not your fairy godmother. Okay. And so intercessory prayer isn't about... So um, one of the things we have to have in intercessory prayer is this idea of humble confidence. Okay. So it's humble in the sense that uh, I'm detached from the results. Right. So I'm asking for a winning lottery ticket for one of my alum at the Newman Center so that we can build a new Newman Center. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. And, um, uh, uh, but uh, I haven't prayed that yet. Um, and... Uh, but so, you know, that, that's what, let's say that's what I'm praying. But at the same time, when that doesn't happen, which it won't, uh, then I'm, I'm detached from the results. I right. don't say, well, God, what'd you do? You know, right. Lord, what's going on? Dude. That's right. You're, you're going into. Dude, where's my lottery? <laughs> what's going on, man? But I, I'm not, I'm not, even though I'm, I'm, I do that from time to time with God. Right. Uh, I, and I just, I just got totally called on that recently. Mm. But uh, where I like, you know, I was praying for something. Uh, for someone and uh, it happened for them, but it didn't happen in the way I wanted. Mm. And it took me like six months to figure it out. Right. And I was like, oh, I should be grateful to God because what I prayed for happened, right. even though it wasn't the way I wanted it right. to happen. Right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so so humble in that way, so detached from the results, but yet confident in God. So, you know, why wouldn't I take this to God? Because you're God and you can do these things. So I'm going to take this to you. And you know, God, if you want for a new new incident to be built at the, at uh, SDSU through uh, uh, someone winning the lottery, Hey, you know, why not ask? Right. Right. But at the same time, I'm not going to say like, well, I don't believe in you then. Yep. Yeah. If you don't do this then I don't believe in you. Right. So, so uh, and maybe if you want to table this maybe to later, going back to some of those questions though. Yeah, yeah, yeah we should. Go back to the questions. So are we changing God's mind? No. Why not? Well, uh, he wasn't doing it before. Now he is because I said it. That sounds like a change of mind to me. But maybe he was waiting for you to ask. Uh, do you ever do that with your kids? Thank you. That this for goes the back idea? Our, our, no. the, the, <laughs> for saying that, because this goes back to something we've been talking about for the last couple episodes, our spiritual identity. Son mm -hmm. and yeah, daughter yeah, yeah. of the, the, our heavenly Father. So prayer is a relationship. So every 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 aspect of prayer is about my relationship with my heavenly Father. Whether it's intercessory prayer, right. adoration, etc. There. So sometimes my mom or my dad growing up, they didn't grant something to me. They wanted to, but they wanted to wait till I asked for yep. it. And how much how much joy does it bring you as? Uh, a father, when your children ask for that good thing right. and they ask for it out of their own desire for its goodness in their life and out of their knowledge that you are put there to provide it for them. Right. You know? Yep. And for me as a priest in that same way. Right. You know, when someone comes up, you know, I could, I can see people's needs sometimes like, oh, this person really needs to work on that. But sometimes when they're the ones who come up and they bring it up, ah, it's yep. just, it's awesome. It is. Yeah. It is. So uh, the joy uh, experienced by us, but also in a sense by our Heavenly Father when we ask for whatever it is we're asking for. And also too, like in the idea of like changing God's mind, maybe God's mind was made up that he wanted you to ask. 
<laughs> you know, or he wanted to be your decision to ask. Yep. He could have made up his mind that he wanted to be your decision. Yep. yep. So therefore, you're not changing his mind. Right. His mind was made up that he wanted you to make up your mind. Right. So does the, that makes sense. It does. Okay. So there, is, and I think that that really addresses that to me. That that, that the question of about is it really about changing God's mind? And now, what about the one? Well, doesn't he already know I'm going to ask? So why should do I need to ask? But to me, that's really answered the same way. Right, because he wants you to ask. I mean, think about the Our Father. Jesus commands us to ask for our daily bread. Right, it means us to ask for forgiveness because uh, he wants us to ask. Right. So we're listening. You're listening to Ignition, a, a broadcast for the new evangelization. Uh, we're talking about prayer in general, but particularly about intercessory prayer. What it is, what it isn't. Some of the questions What's the that point? people exactly. Um, if you have questions about this episode, you can email us at ignition at sfcatholic.org, or you can tweet at us sfdiocese. Use the hashtag ignition. So, Father, what you you had made um, in, in our show notes a really intriguing point that I want to hear more about. You said that prayer is more important than skills. Yeah, oh, definitely. So this kind of comes from uh, Dr. Bergwald, from my experience with the Newman Center, is that um, we, we try to do a lot of peer-to-peer outreach, especially through an organization called Focus, the Fellowship of Catholic University Students. And it's very successful and it's very good. But one of the things I notice is that it's not always the most outwardly skilled person who's the most successful. Quite often it's the one who prays more. Mm. And so someone who might have all the intangibles, they're funny, they're attractive, they're relatable, they're popular, they're eloquent, they're intelligent. Um, They aren't always going to be the successful uh, ones who outreach to their peers. Right. Because if they're not praying. Right. If they don't have a regular prayer life, regular life, a union with God, and if they don't know how to pray intercession for others— then oftentimes they are not the successful ones. Right. Some of the successful ones are ones who you might look at them and be like, yeah, I mean, I, I don't see them as being a leadership material, but that's an exterior judgment. Right. But it's whether or not they're praying that way. I kind of think about David from uh, 1 Samuel in that way. So Old Testament David, who is particularly with regard to becoming the king. Right, and how um, – Samuel was being led by the Lord to anoint the king to replace Saul. Right. And Saul was this obviously like exteriorly kingly looking guy. He's head and shoulders taller than everyone else in Israel. By the way, have you ever caught on to the fact that Saul is head and shoulders taller, which you might call him a giant? Oh. And then who is Saul afraid to fight? Goliath. Who's supposed to be a giant? giant right. Israel already had its giant. Right. Saul, but Saul had gone away from the Lord Whereas David, who is short, you know, doesn't look kingly. He's not tall in stature. He's not a commanding presence in the room. But yet the spirit tells Samuel, no, this is the one that you are to anoint. And and after Samuel thinks, so it's got to be David's oldest brother. Right. Well, no, then no, number two. and then Number three. Then, right. No, it's actually the little runt, Daniel. Right. Or David. And, um, and then David is one, of course, who fights and kills Goliath because he fights with the Lord. One thing there, I think that uh, uh, one of the many valuable lessons there, um, when we were playing the Samuel, if you will, mm. Samuel, yeah, he, he made error after error, and yet he remained always open to the Lord. Like, right. well, I, I, uh-huh. clearly it's got to be son number one. No, but he was open to that. Right. No, it, it's not him. He's willing to learn by his mistakes. Exactly. He was humble enough to learn by his mistakes. Right. Yeah. So, so yeah, prayer is more important than skills. In that way, I think, um, so in our life, are we praying? Are we asking God for these things on a regular basis? Right, right. Um, 
So, Father, concretely then, last week, about three minutes or so to go in this episode, how do we make intercessory prayer? How do we pray in, in intercession? Good question. I think two things I'd like to say would be uh, the Trinitarian aspect of prayer and then praying for specific graces. Okay. So Trinitarian would just be, we need to pray in the name of Jesus to the Father by the power of the Holy Spirit. It's how Jesus told us to pray. You know, I... I I sometimes I see people, um, well-formed people, great people, um, and sometimes I do this myself. I shouldn't just make this about the the, the third person. Yeah, those guys. Those guys. Yeah. <laughs> How often do I, you know, I just sort of skip the uh, sign of the cross when I'm praying? Mm. Well, because I, I you know, I've, I've been praying. So yeah. that's sort of like that's like uh, I got to take out the training. No, yeah. begin my prayer in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. So Trinitarian. Right. And also to not just praying like, oh, dear God, we want you to do this. No, yes. God has revealed himself as Father and invited you into the Trinitarian relationship of Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. As a baptized, confirmed Christian, you're called to live in the heart of the Trinity. Right. The Trinity isn't just this abstract thing from a textbook. The Trinity has real-life application in this way. Right. Um, and so to be praying, asking the Father in the name of Jesus, on behalf of Jesus, that when he hears your voice, he would hear the voice of Jesus— because you've been spiritually adopted as a daughter, as a son, and that you're praying by the power of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit dwells in you in fullness when you're in the state of grace because of your baptism and your confirmation. Right. And so to pray from that fullness, pray from that reality. Trinitarian. Trinitarian. And then the second, you said something about specific graces. Right. So like when we're praying for other people, no, I mean, sometimes we're praying for like healing or like to win, probably not to win the lottery. We're praying for like healing of an ailment or for reconciliation of family. But we want to get as specific as we can on those things, especially for things that are spiritual things. Right. So for like reconciliation of family. All right. Pray for Bobby to uh, his pride to diminish. Right. So that he can receive someone's apology. Right. Uh uh, pray for Susie uh, to be able to uh, allow others to serve her, right? You know, and not be so afraid of other people, afraid of exposing uh, herself to risk in that way. Um, and then also praying specific graces just for people's conversion, too. So, like, what's the thing that's keeping them from making that next step in the Christian life? They're your friends. You know them. You know them intimately. So don't just pray, God help Dr. Bergwald, right? But pray, like, you know. Lord, help Dr. Bergwald to know that you love him, even his mistakes. Right. And to not be afraid of his mistakes and that his mistakes don't disqualify him from knowing you. Yeah, but it's a lot easier just to pray for Dr. Bergwald. But that's not how our Lord wants you to pray. No, it's, it's, it's yeah, I know. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, I just, I just, and I find a lot of uh, fruitfulness in praying in those specific graces in that way and praying specific graces for people in that regard. Um, uh, then going back to my my rhetorical point there, oh. because it's showing real love for them. Right. When I just pray, I can pray offhandedly for all sorts of people. And God also puts you in that position of privilege to know them and to know them intimately. So pray from that knowledge. Exactly. Yeah. So just a little bit there on the nature of what intercessory prayer is. Uh, if, if, if you get questions about that, uh, if you ask the question, you want to follow up, please do. But that wraps up this episode of Ignition. Again, email us, ignition at sfcatholic.org, or tweet at us, sfdiocese, use the hashtag ignition with ideas for other episodes. Until next time, dear listeners, may Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thanks for listening. You can find archives of this and past episodes online at sfcatholic.org. Click on Media and then Audio Files. You can also subscribe to the Ignition Podcast in the iTunes Store. 
Remember to tune in every Thursday afternoon at 2 p.m. on Lamb Catholic Radio at 91.3 FM in Hartford and 104.3 LPFM Juan Diego Catholic Radio in Sioux Falls and on 88.9 FM in Ipswich and Aberdeen or online at lambradio.com.